Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month, my wife and I are celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. So I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from 12 years ago. And notice how good I look in that tuxedo from Leon Taylor. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Taylor. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see you. I'm happy to make you look as good today as I did 12 years ago. Well, It'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So we go by Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again. It's time for Indie Bard Fest, which I've done for the past couple of years. And so we wanted you to come and see, get a little bit of culture in life. You don't necessarily stream or go to the movie theaters. Actually, go see live theater, believe it or not. And so join us in studio uh, is Glenn Dobbs, the producer and sort of director of the head of Bard Fest. Also, Dan Macy, uh, who's playing the Richard II. Dana Lash, who's playing the Merry Wives of Windsor. And a new play, uh, Holly Thompson joins us on the telephone, uh, who's doing the play Lissa Strata. So, Glenn, Nan, Dana, Holly, thank you all very much for being with us. Do appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Glenn, let's start with you. What exactly is Indie Bard Fest? Bard Fest is uh, the annual Shakespeare Festival that we've been doing here for close to 10 years now. Uh, we come in every fall and present a uh, whole selection of classical plays and during the month of uh, October and early November. Uh, Dan, let me ask you, uh, so how did you get involved with Bard Fest? My group, Improbable Fiction Theater Company, has done a couple shows now with Bardfest. I think Glenn initially talked to one of our art directors, Ryan Shelton. Uh, I'm sorry, that was that was uh, Nan Macy who was playing Richard II. Dan, no, no, just Dana Latch playing Richard II. I got I got eight million people in here today, so we're we're a little confused. Uh, Dan, how'd you get involved with Bardfest? Originally, I just auditioned for it, and I uh, have been involved in pretty much every season since then. Um, I've worked uh, in front of the house and behind the stage and on the stage, and uh, now I'm one of the producers. So, Miss Holly, how'd you get involved? I was involved with First Folio Players, who was around before Glenn created Bardfest, and did a couple of shows for Glenn and First Folio, and then when Bardfest uh, evolved, I became involved with that, did Elizabeth Rex last summer, or last October, and now I'm directing this season. Now, which play are you directing? I am directing a Greek play called Lysistrata. It was originally written by Aristophanes and first produced in 411 B.C. in Athens, Greece. Now, let me ask you this, because I know you uh, you got got to run because you got a meeting you got to hit to. How in the world does uh, Lysistrata, a Greek play from 411 B.C., end up in any bard fest? Because I want to say it's about a thousand year difference between the two. There is, but one could argue that we have the uh, medieval and Shakespearean and Renaissance area because of ancient Greece, where theater was actually born out of the religious festivals uh, honoring the god Dionysus, who became kind of the little g-god of theater there in ancient Greece. So this is a classical play. It is uh, the prestige project, so every year they select a classical play that uh, is important in the entire genre of theater, not just Shakespearean. Now, Glenn, let me ask you, uh, 
obviously when people think of Shakespeare play, they think the, the you know the plumes and the and the stockings and the quality of mercy is not strained. It drops like the generation from heaven. Oh blah, my blah, goodness, blah, blah, blah. Abdul! Look <laughs> at you! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you! Nice. Oh, wait a minute, we're. <laughs> You can't I, see on the radio. We're all bowing right now. Yeah. Actually, I used that line to hit on somebody once. Oh, there you go. It was, it was, it was, it was in the bar. Go. She was reading The Merchant of Venice, and so we were like, there yeah, you I know go. that line. So yeah. it actually worked. So. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Oh. Didn't marry her, but it works. So, <laughs> so, so Glenn, help us out here. When, we, when someone talks about a, a Bard Fest production, uh, is it modernized? Is it you know, 15th, 16th century? What does it look like? It runs the gambit. That's what the beauty is of Shakespeare. Shakespeare tells stories that are universal. It tells about what it is to be a human being, and it runs from uh, body, uh, 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 sexually charged comedies to the highest level of poetry and prose. And sometimes that's best told with classic uh, costuming, and sometimes, like with Richard II, it's a, it's an all-female cast in, in orange prison jumpsuits. And it all does, uh, it all leads toward the same story. Uh, the the foundation and the, 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 the bones of the story are still Shakespeare's great plots and his words. Our guests on the program today are Glenn Dobbs, Nan Macy, uh, Dana Lesh, and, and Holly Thompson, all part of Indie Bard Fest. You can get tickets at IndieBardFest.com. Uh, Dana, let me ask you, uh, no, no, sorry, Dana, let me ask you, how did you, uh, Richard II, women, prison? I know. Help, help I, me. It's, it's not something I see on True TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, the conceit, the idea was, was Glenn's originally, and I think it works really well. Um, it is a story about power, and that is, and the misuse of power, and who has the right to be powerful. And I think that's very uh, apropos now, today. That's the thing about Shakespeare is that all, as Glenn said, all of his uh, stories are applicable universally to all people at all times because it's about being human. Uh- Dana, let me ask you about uh, Merry Wives of Windsor. What's going on with that one? Oh, it's such a funny show. It couldn't be farther from King Richard II. Um, <laughs> it's just a raucous comedy. Um, the legend goes that Queen, the Queen Elizabeth said that she really wanted to have another Falstaff play. He had been a comical character in Henry IV. And so she said, Shakespeare, do another one. So he wrote Merry Wives. And in this show, he tries to approach two very honest women who are who are well off, so he thinks he can use them for their money, and he's questioning their virtue, and so they they and the town misuse him. It's so funny. In so many hilarious ways. Our false staff is Thomas Seabald, and he is amazing. Sounds like the, the movie, too, can play at that game. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it, it really, well, if you think of the modern situation comedy, like on television, that's exactly what uh, Mary Wives at Windsor is. It's the uh, the other thing that's neat about Mary Wives, it's his only play that he wrote with middle class and common people. There's no royalty in the play at all. Uh, it's uh, uh, just regular folks trying to solve a problem, and it is one of the funniest shows you could ever go see. Uh, Holly, I know you got to run uh, shortly here. Uh, tell us about Lysistrata and what's going on there. And how it's for mature audiences. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> or immature audiences, depending on how you want to think about it. 
It was originally uh, about a woman named Lissa Strada, aptly named, and she was tired of the men fighting the Peloponnesian War. So this is a war that was within the country of Greece, and it, they were fighting amongst themselves. The different city-states were warring against each other, and no one could get along. So she decided to hatch a plot to gather all the women from all the sides of the war, and she presented an idea to them that if the women would withhold that thing that the men want the most, Netflix. they would stop fighting to get it back. So I have taken that idea and placed it in September, October 2020. So we have updated the script. We have uh, updated some of the references. And even though it's very applicable today because we have all these different groups in and around our country who are arguing and fighting and not getting along. And what if the women in October of 2020 would propose this kind of a solution to the problem. So you can imagine that the men are not very happy about this and, and react a certain way, but the women also, some of them are having difficulty following along with this plan and uh, the hijinks ensue from uh, from the women's agreement to try this plan. Sounds like the uh, HBO, the Showtime movie, The Shy. So I want to say that's basically almost sort of like the, the same plot, but, but once again, folks, that's the thing about Shakespeare and, and, and classical plays. You know, it, it's all been done before. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, girl gets eaten by a giant dragon. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Girl, girl becomes queen. Holly, uh, we know you got to run. Hey, thank you very much for being with us. We're going to continue our conversation with Glenn, Nan, and Dana. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, when is Alyssa Strada playing and where is it playing? We are at The Cat in Carmel, the Carmel Apprentice Theater, and we open October 7th and run for two weekends. And your listeners should be aware that uh, I have a wonderful actor in my show named Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is that? (laughs) This amazing actor. And can you tell them your first line? My back hurts. That's right. <laughs> that is right. So uh, they will come and see you. We are saying it is for mature audiences. There is no nudity. There are no sexual acts on stage, but there is a lot of innuendo. So if you want to have a good time and maybe if you have a little dirty mind or, or want to see how ancient Greece applies to everyday society, come out and see us. You're going to have a good time, I promise. Hey, Holly, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you at rehearsal. Guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. I wanted to jump in, if I could, and, and tell you that Holly... Give, give me just one second real quick. Uh, our guests on the program today are Glenn Dobbs, uh, Dana Lesh, Holly Thompson, all of uh, Indie Bartfest. You can get tickets at IndieBartFest.com. It's, uh, it's classical Shakespeare, but done sort of in the modern, and uh, in, in sort of a modern type of trend. You, you were about yeah, to say I, was just, I just was going to say, um, Bartfest is blessed with some of the best talent in the city, and Holly is just exceptional. Uh, she recently did uh, Queen Elizabeth for the Elizabeth Rex and won just rave reviews for her performances. She's just really a very outstanding thing. So to see her put together this show with a with a large group of diverse actors, it's just going to be a real pleasure to see. And again, like all the other shows, uh, Bardfest is in theaters all over town. Um, IndieBardfest.com will tell you exactly when the shows are, the locations, the and the address. And it's interesting too because I want to say a lot of people think well, think Shakespeare. They think the like I said you know, the Shakespeare's Shakespearean sort of dialogue. Which, which is a challenge for some folks to figure out, but you can still figure out what's going on in the play. 
Absolutely. No, absolutely. If it's done well, you'll follow it along just fine. Uh, Dana, uh, let me ask you, uh, when, you t- when we talk about uh, Mary Wives of Windsor and just sort of the you know the two rich women and the, and the guy, and the, how is how it, it's like, Glenn it's like a situation comedy. Is it like Three's Company? Is it like Soap? Is it like Wings? Is it like Murphy Brown? Is it like Blackish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like all of that. It's actually kind of neat because the, um, the two main wives, Mistress Page and Mistress Forge, are best friends. And so you see the two of them work together for everything. They are making the plans. They are deciding how they are going to handle this. They are not going to let their reputations be stained. They're going to make sure Falstaff gets his comeuppance. And it, the director, Jeffrey Bick, is, was very centered on the play, must be centered on how the women are in control of the situation and they're going to make the comedy what they want it to be. They are having a great time planning what they're going to do to him and then bringing it about. And, so, and it's interesting, too, because, Dan, uh, I want to say, uh, with Richard II, you know, being an all-female all cast, all in uh, women's prisons, which is a whole other story for a whole other whole time here, I'm thinking chained heat for some strange, oh. for some strange reason. <laughs> Women behind bars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Well, there you go. Or, I guess Orange really is the new black. So. It really uh, is. Uh, how was it uh, to do, uh, do Shakespeare with, with, like I said, with a with a non-traditional cast. It's wonderful. These women are so talented, and so many of them, the thing, the wonderful thing about the season that we're doing now is that it offers opportunities to so many women. Lysistrata has Buka women's roles, so does Mary Wives, uh, and Glenn has set our drama in a prison, which gives us a chance to showcase all these young, new talents, women who are in our city. And the depth of talent in our city is amazing. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention that I, that we should mention, and um, despite the fact that we all three we have three great shows coming up, we have more. Yeah, because I was about to ask you because I want to say, uh, usually at the, at the very least it's four or five. Yeah, we have more. We have two other shows that we haven't mentioned. One of them is uh, the Life and Death of King John, uh, which is a very, very rarely produced Shakespeare masterpiece. Uh, it you just don't get a chance to see this show very often, and it deals with a a, a king that will do just anything he, he can to try to hang on to power. Um, insur- it, insurrection or whatever 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 way you want to put that. Correct me uh, wrong, wasn't King John responsible for the Magna Carta? Yes. Uh-huh. And the reason the Magna Carta was was created was King John was so ill-behaved that uh, the Parliament and the nobles came by and said, okay, if you want to stay king, you have to follow these rules. And that's what the Magna Carta is, a basic set of rules for governing, which became, of course, that you as an attorney would know the, the basis of modern English common law, and etc. So, the neat thing about that show is, number one, it's rare. Number two, it has an incredible cast. They're really, really good. Uh, and number three, it's in one of our new venues, the Shelton Auditorium at Butler University, which is a gorgeous uh, classical venue like none you've ever seen before. Um, the, the pictures of, of it are online at IndieBardFest.com. And um, it's just a real pleasure to see such a unique piece in such a gorgeous setting. And they also are opening October 7th next this weekend coming up. And then at the end, our dessert, the coda of the festival, is we have a new uh, play, uh, a more 
sort of more modern play set in the 1940s uh, called Into the Breaches. And this is the story uh, during World War II, a town that had an annual Shakespeare uh, company show that always did Shakespeare, and the men always did this. This was the men's thing. Well, the men are all called to war, and the women feel like that they ought to keep this tradition going, so they're going to come in and try to do this show as, as the women doing it. But none of them have acted before, or very few of them have ever been in front. The only one who has acted is the one woman in there their troop, uh, who has been Juliet for 60 years. So, it just kind of gets <laughs> way too long of the tooth. And so, it's an extremely funny play, and that's going to be out of theater at the Fort in the first two weekends of November. And again, I know we've been redundant, but all these details are on IndieBardFest.com. Oh, we got just a couple minutes left here uh, before we got to uh, run. Uh, Dana, let me ask you, uh, what is it about Indie Bard Fest, or particularly Mary Wives of Windsor, that you think the audience, if they come see it, will just really just, just knock their socks off? They're just going to be thrown, just blown away by the humor. They're just going to be laughing so much that they're, it's, people think Shakespeare is so highbrow, but it's got such great lines that are just so funny. Yeah, exactly. Like my joke in Macbeth, hey, why are those trees moving over there? What's yes. going on? <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Nan, uh, your thoughts on Richard II. What, what will the audience just, just die laughing or, or just fall in love with or just be like, wow, that was awesome? The thing that I think is going to be really extraordinary is the relationships on stage that you will see. We have spent a lot of time building relationships among the cast because these people are, have been in prison together for how many years? We don't know. But they have already established relationships with each other. And I think you'll see that. And if Holly were here, she would say, what's the best thing about Les Estrada, apart from me being in the in the show? <laughs> uh, you'll just love how, even though the play was written back in you know, the 5th century, you know, 4th century B.C., how it still applies today. to today. Because a couple of lines, I was like, wow, that's... Um, yeah, sure. You didn't mean to put that in there because that kind of it's kind of that's kind of kind of racy. That's kind of racy. That's also kind of my day job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still the politics. Uh, Glenn, my friend, I'll give you the last word. Uh, just thank you to uh, WIBC and your support. Uh, it means a lot to us, and uh, we we look forward to coming back every year with all new programming. We have some exciting stuff already on the table for next year, uh, so we just keep moving on, and we do that largely because of the support of this radio station and wonderful patrons like yourself and the other people in the city that are helping us out. So, our heartfelt thanks. Come out and see us. You'll be a good time. And by the way, it's IndieBartFest.com. That is IndieBartFest.com. IndieBartFest.com. And in case you didn't get the website, it's IndieBartFest.com. <laughs> Glenn, Dana, uh, Nan, thank you all very much for being with us. Always good to have you here. Uh, nothing you. but break legs and nothing but the best luck in your shows. Thank, thank you. you. Same to you. That, my friend, was just totally professional. It's like you do this all the time. <laughs> it is. Okay. Oh yeah. We yeah. yeah. can do this again. Take two. <laughs> yeah, that was in there, so recorded just fine. So. Well, you did a great you job. Oh, thank you. Great job. <laughs> I'm like, what do I say? I'm like, <laughs> you again with Matthew, uh, and uh, uh, you know, Matthew apparently also has to get us out in 30 minutes. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.